What's up, y'all? This is Tony Powell, and you're listening to Powell to the People, the podcast, episode 168. Oh, 169. Once again, I am joined by the finest cast in the whole podcasting universe. What I want to know what's going on with anything New York City transit related, not damn sure what I know what's going on today. I <laughs> asked my favorite expert, my cousin, Mr. Keith Powell. What's going on, Keith? Man, I'm good. And when I want to talk local TV news, there's nobody I trust more than my favorite director, my brother, Mr. Mark Powell's in the house. What's going on, Mark? What's up, fam? What's up, world? And when I want to talk New York City real estate, there's no expert I trust more than the man I call Mr. Eddie Kane Jr., my cousin, Mr. Derek Powell's in the house. What's going on, TP? Everything is good. Always good to be in the cipher with the cats. How y'all doing? I'm fine. First, let me uh, let me let me apologize to you all for for starting the show a little bit later today. The day I was on the uh, New York City subways, and I don't know what happened on the sixth train at 86th Street. You know what? But happened. I hope whoever did it is doing a fucking lifetime sentence. That's what I hope. <laughs> I hope they throw the book at you. I hope you go to jail forever. That's what I hope. Sitting out there in that damn platform waiting for a train. No, I hope you go to jail forever. That's what I hope they don't have a lawyer for you. That's what I hope. Now, you know what happened, Anthony. You know I spoke about it last week, and you thought I was kidding. I know you had to fill out that police report, which is the true story, which took you a little longer. But you can blame the trains, but I tell you, they brush up against you. And I I know you felt violated. I have not been violated on the train. <laughs> I'm still looking for this mystery violating woman that you talk about so so often. That's why your train not, was late. That's why I, your train was late. You don't somebody understand. Somebody got violated. It wasn't me. Because <laughs> <laughs> if I was getting violated like that, I might not have showed up. <laughs> I might have needed some time to myself. Uh, anyway, uh, big show. We're, we're, this is the, sh- the week before our big Christmas show. Uh, let me just ask this before we, we we dive into this. Is anybody feeling the holiday spirit? No, not really. Not not yet. Not yet. Hmm. Not yet. I haven't no. uh, been out in the store, so I don't know what that vibe is like. But uh, I'm gonna head out tomorrow and uh, and see if I, you know what what it looks like there in the streets. But I, I think a lot of people do ordering online now, so I don't know if it's gonna be that same vibe when I get there. Okay. Um, for me, it's starting kind of now because uh, we got a tree Saturday. Um, I put the lights up today. So it's usually kind of the time when I kick it in. I usually, whatever reason, I mean, after Thanksgiving, I'm always in kind of like a rebellion mode for all the pre-Christmas stuff. Like everybody, you know, making a Christmas on November 1. So I always kind of rebel. Usually like that first week of November, I'm sorry, of December is when I kind of start feeling a little bit more. But quite frankly, the older I get, it's hard to get there. When I was younger, it was a quick jump, but the older I guess, like, kind of, kind of push yourself to, to kind of get in that mood. Yeah, yeah. I, I think for me, it's, it's, it's more pandemic related than anything else. Just really? in the sense that 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 you know, um, there's been so much downtime and so much uh, down feelings. I mean, not only downtime, but you know, we've been feeling down. Um, then it's hard for me to kind of just, you know, as you said, Mark, flip the switch and just jump in and be like, hey, you know, the holiday you know, season's upon us. And to Derek's point, yeah, I, you know, most of my gifts are going to be bought with a click. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I will not be looking for no parking out no more. But uh, didn't they so, have the uh, lighting of the uh, tree at Rockefeller Center? Somebody burned the tree down, man. 
Yeah, Fox News Street. Somebody burn it there. I'm like, what the hell is going Yo, on? Hey, Derek, I thought it was Disco Inferno. Burn, yeah. baby, burn. Exactly. <laughs> no, you saw the tree. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was a blaze. I mean, it, it looked like it looked like a California wildfire for a second there. I mean, that, that tree was was, that was crazy. Was definitely burning. Uh, and old boy, you know, I guess they got him. You know, I yeah, mean, they got it was him. clear. It was clearly motivated. I mean, because you got to climb that tree. <laughs> you got to bring your own accelerant, you know, whatever everything yeah. else, you know, and then you, know, and then you, you got to get down shit. before you got to get down before that plane <laughs> jams. <laughs> and the thing about it, you know, I used to, you know, full disclosure uh, to our audience, I used to work in that building, and and I can tell you for a fact, the loose core building, they got a ton of security on that plaza. I mean, it, it is a ton of security on that plaza. So for that dude to be that motivated. Wow, he must, he must have some bad feelings. He got some harsh feelings. I didn't even know they had a Christmas tree till it burned. I had mm-hmm. no idea they ever had a tree out front of the whatever that plaza is for. A, a yeah, Fox. it's a news corp. It's a Fox News building. You I had know, no idea. Corp. I used to work for. I not. Yes, to work for. Uh, yeah, for Fox early on, and we had the Christmas party the whole nine yards. Never knew they had a tree until it burned. Mm. It was burn, baby, burn. Well, the tramps, everybody. Disco Inferno. <laughs> it wasn't. No, you're right, Keith. It was definitely a Disco Inferno. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I guess I guess uh, we'll wrap it up and say that we're, we're, we're you know, like by humbug on the, on the Christmas spirit as of this moment. Right. We'll have to find out next week when Derek goes to, to goes, you know, after he goes Christmas shopping. The field well, well there's, there's a couple of things that happens that happened for me. You guys are single, so you guys don't know about this. But usually uh, around the 15th or the 16th, you know, I'll, I'll start receiving, you know, you know, voicemails and texts, you know, from, you know, a couple of my old friends, you know, you know, when they start, you know, hey, what's up? I'm like, well, what do you mean? What's up? What's, what's up with you? You know, before they, you know, hit you up for a couple of dollars, you know, a couple of these honeys. <laughs> but they, they need to understand they're going to work for that honey, though. That's for sure. You know, you just ain't going to come in here and get a baby. You're going to put your little Santa Claus outfit on, go on, do what you got to do. You want these 20s, don't you? You know, so to get these 20s, they're going to be jingling up in this joint here. So next week, I'll be able to update the uh, audience to let them know um, it's a, that's, that's my usual official start. Of the house. Uh, let, let me ask this usually question. We are before you go, Anthony. Usually, we finish like maybe the after Thanksgiving, everything is done. But like Mark uh, was telling me today, he just did his lights, and it took us like maybe a week because it just you know just wasn't motivated. You know, I had that feeling, and you know, it's just like a it's like a normal day now. It's, you know, it doesn't yeah, have that flair that used to have. Yeah, yeah. I, I had to force flare. myself to put it up. I was like, let me let me bring it down, bring the box down, and. Set it in the living room so that, I, so that I can't ignore it no more. You know, I mean, right. and then you, then, you know, uh, it. it went up. But I mean, you know, I wasn't like, oh, let's get the trees, let's get the lights, let's get, you know, I wasn't trying to do that. Uh, let me ask you a question, Derek. Since uh, you mentioned the honeys, um, and <laughs> since we're not married, and 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 twenties, uh, are any of these girls, these former honeys, uh, ones that used to work in that? Massage parlor and flushing? No, 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 no. These are good people. These are good folks who, you know, no, may struggle. What, what happens is sometimes people struggle around this time of the season because they overspend. And when you overspend, sometimes you need some help. And, you know, the bank, the bank can't help you. MCU can't help you. You don't want to go to the loan shark. Sometimes you got to see another guy, you know, who makes other requirements of you to get this oh, money. Oh, my gosh. I got don't you. worry hey. about it. 
Hey, Mark, it's okay. It's no, I'm a, not. I'm not worried about it. That's that's your legit. life. That's how you... It's legitimate, man. You know, people come and every year they say, "Well, next year gonna be better." I'm not gonna be back, and I go, "Okay." <laughs> 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 so I will update y'all. You know, this usually happens at night. I wake up in the morning. What's up? You ain't check on me in six months. What do you mean, what's up? And I'm like, okay, I know where this is going. So, you know, it'll be a jolly, jolly time for somebody. I'll keep y'all posted. Uh, let me ask another question. You're doing a lot of question asking, supervisor. Go ahead. It's, it's one of these. It's, it's one of these honeys. Uh, one Tisha. they got they own money but they got some other issues i don't know man but for those who don't know man tisha has dropped out of the governor's race yeah for for for, for our international listeners and for our listeners around the country uh james is the attorney general from new york she's the one that is prosecuting uh, Trump's uh, finances, and yeah. she was running for governor after she got rid of uh, the governor. governor. Yeah. Uh, yes, the the governor Capitucci. Stop governors. it! That's why you got what you just got right there, and that's what her ass is out. The boss of all governors. <laughs> See, uh, that's, that's you know, the go, father. You keep uh, going. You keep going. You keep listen to me. Right now, baby girl was gun hole. She locking people up and. I believe what them women said about him. I believe him. God damn it. I said, I believe him. Next thing you know, Chris is no longer working. So he's kind of like a free agent. Let me go see if she still believe. So I guess uh, she, she don't believe. <laughs> she <laughs> <ain't> believe. <laughs> Anthony Dirk, you know, uh, this past week, there was a, a, a horse uh, uh, that won in one of the, the uh, states. You know, he happened to pass away. And maybe there was a... a a horse head in the bed or something? Maybe change your mind? Keith, Keith, don't go that. Don't mess with the supervisor with this bullshit. You good right now. <laughs> <laughs> don't, Keith, don't do it. Listen to me. I'll just say, it was a thoroughbred horse that was healthy that just could, happened what, to die, Dirk. What you saying can cost you 300 plus. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Walk away. I apologize for my brother. He did not mean it. Remember, there's been people talking about those folks. One person no longer has an interest in running for governor after she got the governor out. Another cat has to fill out the back of that paperwork because he want to appeal them 300 smack a rope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, behind me, uh, Derek is, is throwing shade. I, I let the audience know what's going on. Yeah, I got, I, I got pulled over last Friday night and got a ticket for allegedly running a red light. <laughs> Supposedly, <laughs> it says supposedly, allegedly running a red because I am innocent until I'm proven guilty. I did not run no damn red light, and there ain't no proof to shit that I did it other than my word against hers. So I will see her in court, and that's right. I got pulled over by a young New York City police officer, uh, female, mm-hmm. um, in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. I don't know who else was in the car, mm-hmm. but I was very polite. Even mm-hmm. though she came over to my car in my mug without a mask on. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that in front of the judge, too. She didn't have no mask on, y'all. <laughs> right. right. She might as well have pulled a gun on me because I don't know if she has COVID or not. I don't know. I can, so, see you, I can see you driving by and somebody going, there he is. Get that one right there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Mr. hey, Mr. Funny Man. You know what you just did back there? 
<laughs> you know, like his arrangements. <laughs> Mr. Funny Man. Uh, 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 uh. And I can hear him stumbling and bubbling, man. Listen to me. Leave the people alone. Right now, it's just 300. It can be double. Leave them people alone. That's my advice to you. But that's how much a, a red light ticket in New York City is now? That's how much it is for him. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like him. <laughs> They try to send him a message, but he keeps going down this path, man. What? Hey, we'll see how it turns out when he goes to court. We'll see. Going to court. I ain't going to be the only one going down. Okay. And I must, and if I have to, I'll say, yeah, I know some women that, that Andrew Cuomo touched that she didn't find out about. See? I don't care. I'm going to hold them. See, there you Let's go. Let's go to war. That's oh. right. Let's go to, we're going to the mattress. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I I'm not to make pasta. I'm not to make spaghetti sauce. I'm good. We're <laughs> <laughs> going to the mattress. Oh. oh, my goodness. Oh, this is going to be good. Mm. So we I, had a couple of stories that we, we definitely yeah. wanted to cover this this. <laughs> This week, you know, and, and, and obviously the, the stop was racist. I know that. Uh, I was driving while black at night. That's what she saw. She said she looked in the window and could not see any white person behind the wheel. And thought I was assumed <laughs> I had to be black. That's why I got pulled over. Um, but there's another issue that's that's kind of, you know, raising a little controversy. And I sent you guys an article, a link to an article about math, a math instruction in, in, I guess, in America, not not just in the city, but in America. Apparently, um, there's a new school of thought that suggests that we need to teach um, students of color math in a different way, saying that the way we're teaching math is biased. And so I gave you guys the article, and I'll, I'll, I'll reserve... Uh, my opinion till I, I, I shoot this around the room. So I'll start with you first, Keith. You know, do you see the new way they teach math to these kids? It's confusing for the parents, not just for the kids. When we was in school, it was simple math, one plus one equals two. Now they have a formula that they use to just, for a, a, a simple answer. And for, for me, when I was in school, um, math was not my, my greatest subject. I, you know, I struggled with it. And that was just a simple math back then. Now, imagine now me trying to do math and trying to figure out how they get in this one plus one equal two with these formulas that they give these kids. And, and, and as you said, it's, to me, it's biased because we're not taught the right way in doing math. They just put it on the board, show us this way you'll do it, that's it. And they just push past it and keep going on. With other kids, they break it down and show them how the formula works and how they're supposed to do it. So I, I agree with you on that. It's it's not a fear, um, plain fear, fear in, in this math game. And if you think about it, my father always used to say to us, as long as you know how to add, subtract, multiply, divide, and your factions and your percentages, you're good in this world. And those are the basic things that you do need. And and you're not they're not giving you that. Uh, for black kids, they just a bunch of different ways of doing math that they just, you know, kids get tired because they'd be like, all oh, it's just to find out a simple answer. Yeah, no, I, I, you make a great point. And, and you know, I, I haven't taught math in forever. But when I did, you know, yeah, it, I think what happens is, is we keep following the wrong numbers. So we see the test scores are down. And we figure out well, there's got to be a problem here. There's got to be something wrong. And so we start adjusting the way we teach to these test scores. And we come up, we, we look for 
arbitrary ways to teach. And everybody's like, you know, then you got all these, these uh, PhDs in education saying, well, I have a new formula, a new means, new way to teach math or a new way to teach literacy or whatever. And it becomes overbearing as opposed to, to you know, just saying, hey, listen, everybody you teach math to is not going to be a math whiz. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got to be all right with that. I, I You know, like... Yeah. One of the things they do in school, I'll let you get in this. One of the things they do in school now is they tell the kids uh, to bring like these little like uh, colored post-its. And, like they give them a book, a reader, and put the colored post-it on the page where the words um, that you don't know. So you write the words that you don't know on the post-it and you stick it on the page in the book. And then you're supposed to, you know, go back at some point and we'll come to the teacher and find out. So the other day I'm on the, the aforementioned fucking six train um, trying to get home again. And <laughs> I look and I see a little girl and she's got this book with like a gajillion post-it notes in it. I mean, the whole book was like, it was like, you know, like the tongue was, it was like, it was like the book was actually sticking his tongue out at me. It was all purple, pink post-it notes being pointed directly at me. And I'm saying, well, how is this child even reading a book for fun? Just just reading it for the sake of reading it when it's that much work just to read. And I don't know. Go ahead, Mark. I, I'm going to push back or, or disagree with, with uh, Keith on as far as, um, and also take up with what my brother said with as far as math being biased. I, I was never good at math. I mean, I could do the basics. I mean, I think most people could do the basics. But when you start solving for why and all that stuff and the train, it just whatever reason, I think math is one of those deals that if you get it early on, like, you know, whatever grade they start doing the more complex equations, and I'm not sure what grade that is anymore. Right, if, it clicks, grade, six, seven grade, yeah. if it clicks then, then it just clicks throughout the way because it's just, it's almost some people's brain just doesn't, I guess, compute that way. It's, it's sort of like a guy um, who's... Uh, dyslexic where he's just not processing what you're showing him. It's not that he's dumb or a person who stutters. I mean, we've, we've had a thousand, you know, examples of, Oh, I used to stutter when I was a kid and blah, blah, blah. I mean, James Earl Jones and, and so many others. But I think with math, sometimes it just doesn't click. And I think if we constantly keep saying, Oh, that's a little difficult. Let's just do this because you can't do it. Then we're never going to get anywhere. Like I said, we, we do this in sports all the time. I mean, I told you the thousand stories of, all the damn participation trophies I have in my attic from my boys, or when I used to coach soccer with my boys, the thing I used to do is drove me crazy. I, I usually, no matter what side you're on, if it's, the way these leagues set up, this league, I think it goes across the country. At a certain point, like if you get up by X amount of goals, whatever the goal <laughs> limit is, they, pull you they, off. they make you stop trying to score. So what you have is you have guys literally passing, open, passing up wide open nets and I always said, I'd rather you blow me out than pity me. Don't pity me. Just beat me to death. So I learned, okay, if I don't want that feeling anymore, or I learned to get around it, then they pity me. Because you pity me, then I learn nothing. I, I don't gain anything. I don't gain any kind of, I feel worse by being pitied than you just stomping me. You stop me, I go, you know what? I wasn't good enough. If I want to get good enough, I got to do this, that, or that. Or, you know what? This person's just better. I think Barkley tells a great story about, uh, um, but Jordan, he was saying um, he thought he was the best basketball player in the world. He always thought that. He was saying, I just always believed it. And he was telling his daughter, I think uh, when she was young, actually the year the, the year they played the finals. 
And I think that when they lost, um, she said, I thought you said you were the best basketball player in the world. You know, when he's like, nope, he's just better. You know, sometimes somebody's just better. Sometimes you just don't get the math. Sometimes you just don't get the reading comprehension. But you may be something else. Well, somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, but you're this, right. this constant always, oh, that's difficult. So let's, you know, let's make it easier for John. Guess what? Sometimes John is a dumbass. You know, <laughs> he may not just <laughs> know it, but he may be a brilliant writer. He may right. be a, an architect. He may be the next. Sir, he could be. It doesn't mean it's difficult. Therefore, I'm going to make it easier or modify because I just I just disagree with that. And and, and I'm not sure. And I, I didn't read the article in his, in his entirety, but I'm not sure what's part of my. But if it's talking about just saying it. If it's a little difficult, we're gonna, you know, make it easier because you dumb kids can't figure it out. That's that's just life. I mean, not everybody's gonna be brilliant. Not everybody's gonna be great. I mean, that's just. I mean, like the thing. And my last point: everybody in the NBA is a pro. In the worst, the guy who never plays at all, he's the last player to ever get off the bench. Is still one of the best people in the world. So just because he's not playing with LeBron doesn't mean he can't whoop your ass. And just because I can't figure out how to solve for why doesn't mean I can't. Well, heck, I'm doing what I do, you know, in the job I do. I, I agree with you, Mark. But the only thing I, I, I'm saying is that when we were growing up and the same problems and equations that these kids are getting now, they just make it a little harder for some of these kids to understand when it, if you just go back to the basic math, I think a lot of these kids would catch on. But they add so many formulas into something that's just so simple with subtraction or multiplication, you gotta do this to get this answer. And we know that X, X time X is such and such and such. Now they gotta do the X with the Y with the Z, and you throw in the B and the E, and it's confusing. Yeah, if it just goes back to the basic life. math, I understand, but basic math, it doesn't change. Math is gonna be math. Yeah, that's but fine. We're not changing talking- the formula, and and like you said, you have certain kids who will sell, and you got certain kids who won't. But they're not changing the form. There's just more levels of math. They, those basics are still there. They're, they're still learning the, the ABCs of math. You know, makes it no, they don't. Mark, you, uh, yeah, but I'm saying, they still, those kids are still learning. But, but yeah, you're going to have, we can, you want to teach kids how to add, you know, number, you know, straight up adding for the, from kindergarten until 12th grade. No, you're going to add no. different layers of no, math yes, because I, I, the sine, the yeah. cosine and you know, all those things, which some kids just like, oh, I, I can see it. Like I'm, I'm hard, horrible at like walking into a room and going, okay, this is about 400 feet or whatever. I, I'm horrible with that. I can't right. gauge that visually at all. But if you put the stuff in the room, I can make all those parts fit. But if you say, hello, how big your room? I go, uh, right. it's about that big. But it's funny that you say that because, I, I, I mean, you know, it's a humble brag, but I literally can walk into a, like an empty room. And guesstimate the square footage, nope. or guesstimate the distance from 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 like wall to wall. I visually see it. I can actually visually see, and I don't know what that is. Uh, and somebody had a realtor actually go, "I bullshit. Let me check it out." She pulled out the measuring tape. I was right. I was I was on the money, and I had wow. never been there before. So so yeah, I mean, but but that's that's a different skill set than me trying to figure out trigonometry, which I can't do. And then I ask myself, you know, if I'm not doing to be an engineer. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. if I'm not going into aerospace, do I really need to know trigonometry? Nope. Do I really need to, co- to know the cosine of, of, of this particular a- uh, uh, angle? No, I don't. Um, so I think that there's that there has to be a practical 
um, choice and an educational pathway for kids learning math. I, again, that's what I'm saying. The, 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 the New York City Board of Regents or the New York State Board of Regents and all these, these, these uh, all 50 states have a, have a, have a, a, a Department of Education that says, well, a high school math student should know how to do algebra, geometry, and some trigonometry or whatever. And because you have that bar, and as Keith said, I mean, for the most part, you know, if you can add, divide, multiply, if you can know basic arithmetic and, and maybe some basic geometry, you should be all right in most circumstances. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and most of your life and most of your adult life, again, unless you are doing something that requires uh, the, the calculus or, or engine, you know, or, or, or trigonometry or something that, of that nature, unless you're doing something that, that requires really, really high order math, then you shouldn't do it. And there's going to be kids, as to your point, Mark, that, are, that, that grasp math instantly. They oh, see God, it. Yeah. They say they understand That's it. They thing. recognize it. Like, as I said. Uh, I don't, you know, I can't do any trigonometry. I can't do a, a lick of calculus. But put me in a room and ask me how big this freaking room is. I will tell you right now, um, I can, you know, so yeah, but I don't have the ability to do other types of math. There, there. What um, I, I don't believe uh, that it's racist. I believe what happens at at, at the uh, the public school level, they may have to look at the way uh, some of the teachers are actually teaching the kids. And what I mean by that, if you got the best teachers in the areas where the kids are excelling, um, they're going to learn and they're going to pick up a little bit uh, easier. If you got a teacher who's in the, you know, the urban communities and they don't really care, they're going to do, you know, in my opinion, the minimum. And then these kids kind of get left behind. When I was in school, I think I finished up with algebra because I was in a vocational and technical school. And after that, I didn't have to take math any longer. What's even scarier once I got into the work world, nobody asked me about algebra in a line of in the field of work that I went into. I went into property management and I didn't never had to do anything with an algebra A plus B plus C. I, I didn't have to deal with that any longer, but it was ne- it was just a requirement in high school. But at my, my, my grassroots level, I had teachers back then. And then remember back then we also had the after school programs that helped some of the kids out that were struggling. When you remove the after-school programs and you don't have the best textbooks and you don't have the best teachers, oh, there's going to be some issues when you get to junior high school. Forget about high When you get to junior high school, keeping up. And then that's when folks start to modify. I like to use the word lower the bar, um, but you have to yeah, because they were cheated in the beginning. If they got everything that they needed from the beginning, then I can understand keeping that bar where it is to keep up with everybody else. And I think we talked about this um, school time where you had all these pre pre what is it pre uh, pre kindergarten uh, kids right. where they have to go in to be a part of the uh, the gifted and talented program. So right off the top, if you're taking a test. As a three-year-old and as a four-year-old, and you can get into that special program, you know they ain't gonna have no trouble with no algebra, no calculus, no no calculus because they're on the right path. However, if you it's not being reinforced, and what I mean by reinforced, and we talked about this, if I let my kid and I'm home watch cartoons from 
six month old to three and a half. And then I'm trying to teach you your ABCs. The August before you start pre in <laughs> September, it's not going to happen. The problem, there's going to be a problem yeah. there. It ain't going to happen. It's yeah. not going to happen. So right. we have to start looking at ourselves before we start to say everything is racist because we got to give our kids somewhat of an advantage. Keith will tell you his granddaughter. What is she, two, and you guys are drilling her, you're teaching her, she's got educational programs, but she's coming from a different background. Every kid is not going to have that. There's going to be some kids that your little granddaughter is going to look at and like, you don't know that? You know, some kids don't know. But I don't think it's racist. I think we have to change the way that we approach it from the infancy stages, from that foundation, and then get some better books get some better teachers in our communities so that we can keep up with some of the uh, math that's going to be required of us as we get older. Hey, Derek, you do, great- do you remember when daddy used to, you know, have his money, he used to throw it on the bed, your boys count this money. You count mm-hmm. it right? You remember yes, that? Of course I did. Sure. Yeah. Don't help us with our math. Don't be put, <laughs> don't put my daddy's business in the, in the shoes. <laughs> we, just, we, just big, we just big up my daddy last week. Now you <laughs> just don't make no, you see, so it's ain't right. Hey, it's the but, truth. But no, it's it's uh, uh, to your point, Derek, and I and I'll say this and and ask any uh, PhD in education or any sociologist, any PhD in so- sociology, they will tell you the same thing. The greatest indicator of academic success is the socioeconomic status of the child's of parent. Course. Of course. So if you have a child that's going to school, you know, he, he could be dumb as a stump, but if he's going to school in the Princeton school district, that child's going to excel. That child's going to be fine when it comes to me. If that child's going to school in Greenwich, Connecticut, that child's going to be fine. That child is going to school on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. I'm talk- not talking about Harlem. I'm talking about the Upper West Side, where you know Central mm-hmm. Park West. Mm-hmm. And he's going to a public school up there. That child will be fine. That child's going to school up in Riverdale or or, mm. or in Brooklyn Heights. He good. That child is going to be fine. That child- They're not talking about that kid, and those kids can be of of any race, generally speaking. I mean. It- Odds are, if they're living in Riverdale, if they're living in Brooklyn Heights, they're probably not uh, majority people of color, but they are going to be doing uh, fairly well. In fact, sure. our auntie made sure that she sent her boys <laughs> to schools outside of where she she was living. Snitch. To make sure that, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm dropping down on all y'all. Oh, uh, so, so. I'm just saying that that that's that is a big deal, and and you're right. If, if you're not, if the parents are not spending the time, you know, because I know, you know, I did it with 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 my son. I know y'all have done it with your yeah. kids. Um, you know, <laughs> spending time with them, you know, trying to get them right. Uh, even though now, you know, they, that's all they do. <laughs> but in the beginning, I certainly put the time in. Um, you know. Which is a lot different, like you, as you said, than you know, putting man man in front of the you know the, the TV and letting them watch Nickelodeon all day long. That's not good, and that's not good. Or, or just giving them a, a a pad. You know, it's funny. I had this conversation uh, uh, recently. World Book Encyclopedia. Remember those? Yes. Oh, yeah. I don't yes. think they make them anymore, do they? 
They don't make them. Nobody's coming to your house to to sell you an encyclopedia. But I got. (laughs) But I I used to have those books. I used to sit down and read them books. Like I had the child crab joints, and I had the 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 regular encyclopedia. And you know, started whatever letter A, and you know, you just reading every book every every chance you got. That made a big difference in terms of of kids' basic knowledge. These, if you ask kids, and I, and I trust me, I talk to them, high school kids today about a lot of stuff. They just don't know anything outside of what they need to know. Right. Now, you want to find out the best way to to, to manipulate your phone or a computer? <laughs> they will definitely show you all of that. They will they will be on top of all of that. If you want to know what the hottest thing on TikTok is, they will tell you. Uh, if you want to ask them to point to Afghanistan on a map, well, you in for a long day. <laughs> True facts. I mean, so that's that's but really yeah, really yeah, what it they comes can point down. out like California or Florida or, or Alaska. Oh, no, 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 not joking about that. They're like, you know, it's they just don't know. Give them a blank map of the United States and ask them to fill it in. And uh, see, and and the only and and I wouldn't be asking them to fill in all fifty. I just twenty five would be the bar. Yeah, and give them like the simple ones. If you're okay, f- f- give me Florida, give me Texas. Something that has something you would think you would see: Florida, Texas, California, New York, uh, Louisiana. You know those easy ones. Alaska, Hawaii. I'm I'm, gi- I'm giving them to you there. <laughs> you know, but <laughs> you know, they just they just don't know, and it's just Sad. It's just what they are. But like I say, you know, if you ask them. You know, how do I uh, put my Instagram story together? Oh, you don't know that? No, I'm sorry. I don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, well, I'll finish on this note here. You know, uh, when it comes to math and, and, and I guess, other STEM subjects uh, and, and trying to, to and, and, and keeps words, uh, dumb it down or uh, for, for people of color. You know, long before we had New York City textbooks or, or textbooks in, in the country teaching us math, there were actual people of color doing math. Uh, in fact, algebra is Arab. That's where it came from. It came from Middle Middle East. You know, we were looking at the stars long before this thing became a thing and people were figuring out how to build the pyramids using math way, way, way before we got to this point. So let's not make it something racial because racial racially we was on we was on on point when it came to numbers and mathematics way back when. So moving on. Uh you want to talk about uh, uh this thing um with uh Deion Sanders, prime time, uh number yeah. twenty one. Uh Deion Sanders is is Hall of Fame NFL defensive back. Best cornerback. And he ever. is arguably the best cornerback to ever play the game, bar none. And he's now coaching a historically black, black college. Jack, Jackson, Jackson State. State. Jackson State. And uh, what's the story, Mark? Well, there was uh, an article I saw that uh, Dion was saying he thought there should be a separate combine for the HBCUs. He was kind of promoting that idea. And then, I'm not sure when he said that, but then he thought about it or backtracked or how you want to categorize it and said, no, 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 forget that. Just um, we need to start inviting these kids who go to the HBCUs to the quote unquote regular combine, the Indianapolis combine. And two things, I think Dion's being, I'm glad he said the second statement versus, versus the first statement. Also a little history. I think he'd be a little disingenuous about his um, HBCU um, 
uh, uh, combine or even his love. Not that he doesn't have any love for it, but I believe, and that Dion is an opportunist, I believe he's at Jackson State not because he wanted to be there. I mean, he wants to be there now because, you know, he's there now. But he was he was kind of trying to – he's been coaching forever, coaching, you know, kids in Florida for, for eons and in Texas. But he kept getting snubbed for the Florida State job. That's the job he wanted. And he kept right. getting snubbed, so he eventually took the Jacksonville State. I parlay that into this because he's saying, you know, we should have an HBCU combine. And they said, no – we should just have these kids go to the regular combine. And that goes back to what we said a thousand episodes ago. If you constantly keep saying, you know, he was saying, listen, we shouldn't have anything separate but equal because, you know, separate but equal is unequal. He's saying, just let these kids go to regular one. And my thing is, if the Dion's of the world and the, um, oh my gosh, he just went to, he's coaching Gramlin now. I forgot his name. Oh, uh, Hugh, uh, I think Hugh Jackson is coaching Gramlin now. I may be wrong with the coach name. But if these kids just started going to the HBCUs instead of going to the Alabamas, I mean, Nick Saban is a good coach, but every good coach has one thing in common. They have great talent. So if these coaches, kids started going to these schools and to the, the HBCUs that Jackson State, the Alcorn State, you know, where Steve McNair went and all this, then they wouldn't have to have the quote unquote separate combine because it would be just the combine. You would see little player X from school here going to Indianapolis and having everybody fawn over him like they'd fawn over um, this boy, uh, the young kid, uh, last name Young from, from Alabama. I got his first name, the quarterback. Uh, Who just got the uh, Heisman? Heisman? Yeah. I just saw this kid. Oh, my God. I know you're talking about. Yeah. Bryce it, Young? Bryce, yeah. Bryce something. I forgot. Bryce he's, I think he's a freshman. Yeah. I mean, I think he's a true freshman at that. But if, if the kids just started going in, if that was sort of the message, like, listen, if you just go here, and I understand initially going, it's going to be hard. I mean, the first people to go to these schools, you're going to get there and go, man, this is worse than my high school. And some some of these kids' school, this is horrible. But you know, everything takes a little time. You go there, you go to a Howard, and you look at the facilities. And go, this is not, you know, this is not Alabama. This is not Oregon. This is not, um, heck, this is not even Rutgers. And you know, this is really down. But you go there and you bring, you know, another play. You bring another play. You do you you kind of fab five it. The thing that made the fab five so spectacular was that all those guys recruited one another to go to this one school. Right. Imagine if that fab five went to we're gonna go to North Carolina AT. I'm you gonna go. It would be phenomenal. I mean, Georgetown hasn't had a sniff of anything popular since John Thompson left. While he was there, he was recruiting all these kids to go to school. So when you go to Georgetown's campus, you got the this building, that building, that building, because it was built by some alumni, but it was built by the basketball program in the eighties. You know, Patrick. Every Newman, every, every big time um, college, every big time university that has uh, revenue generating sports, whether it's a basketball uh, team football or a football ones. team, uh, and a lot of schools get football teams that they can't afford. But if you have a football team that you can support and you can and and they, oh, and they can generate income for you, mm-hmm. then you start building. New dorms, oh, sure. research facilities. You know that's why the NCAA. When you watch these games on Sunday, they always talk about yes, come to you know uh, yeah. University of Maryland because we have got a great you know uh, we, we're doing fine research in the area of uh, prosthetics. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I'm just making it up. I don't know if that's what they. But but all these commercials are showing it's showing the for these schools. Right. And 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 I think like what Dion was saying. Now his other part, because I read the article, his other part did make a lot of sense, which is saying, okay, fine. So say you have, um, and, and I'm probably wrong. I, I, 
if there's eight players that are allowed, eight positions, like you, you only taking eight tight ends. Right. So instead of taking the, say, uh, second tight end from Alabama, who, you know, maybe got a couple of snaps or the, the tight end from uh, 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 Vanderbilt, you know, it's SEC school. Mm-hmm. But he's not really, not. maybe you go and look at the tight end at Alcorn State, Howard, uh, Jackson State, because that guy's is putting him somewhere. I mean, think of me if you if you if you just started doing that and opening your eyes, then it wouldn't be such a an anomaly. But he also said if he thought if there was the quote unquote black combine, it would never work as well because then you wouldn't have all the eyes there. You'd have instead of having say uh, Tomlin and and Belichick and well Belichick would go. I'm saying, that, but you instead of having all fifty coaches there or no, thirty two coaches there, you'd have 15 coaches and maybe 10 assistants because they're like, I'm not going to go into this. But if you just had them all at the combine, you know, they're all going to be seen and it's just right. Stop it down. But that's not, that's not going to happen. You know, like um, we talk about, you know, you got HBC schools. They're not going to get the same limelight as Alabama, uh, Clemson, all these schools. And I think if Dion would have stuck to his gun by having this combine where these guys can get a chance to showcase their talent because they're not going to get it on, on the on the big stage at the, the normal NFL combine because those are uh, top schools that these players are coming from. Like you're saying, you know, you got a great tie-in at Jackson, but you got a great tie-in at Alabama. Which one are they going to pick? They're going to pick the one from Alabama because that's the one that's being on, seen on TV yeah. and so forth. So these other guys – they really don't get that chance. Uh, this year, not one um, play was picked from an HBCU school out of out of the the draft. Out of fifty two plays, like I said, they take from uh, four different four position players. So you got four uh, defensive tackles, uh, centers, and stuff, but they're not coming from these schools on the outside. Yeah, let, I, let me my say point this. is, I'm sorry, last, but my point is this: I know we keep banging the coach. I'm saying the kid. You talk, if you watch the, the the Fab Five, whatever that that uh, documentary, Jalen was the one to say, "Hey, we're going here," and then and he got Juwan to come, and eventually they pegged over uh, uh, got, uh, Weber. Weber. If the kids, if that kid, the Alabama kid said, "You know what, Coach Amy, I know you, I appreciate you, but I'm going to go to Alabama State," and he just calls it, you know, those kids can go where they want to go. These, I mean, yeah. everybody acts like these coaches are. I mean, and sometimes they are recruiting them, and then and you get help. But the kid said, "You know what." I don't. I understand. You know, Saban is great. I understand what's that boy uh, Dabo's, but I want to go to this school. You call up that school, such and such. Hey, listen, my name is such and such. I want to talk to that coach. Would be he would say, yeah, it would, oh, whatever you want. Flight. Yeah, yeah. But, but they go by <laughs> what the school is offering. What what are they you offering? If you start, if they start going there, then they would have the rep. You have to. It has to start somewhere. They can't, it's not going to. I mean, if he gets there now, yeah, he's going to be way behind, but. It doesn't take long to turn around. I mean, Georgetown was nobody until John Thompson got there. It, it takes about, especially in basketball, but football maybe alone, but basketball, maybe three you recruiting classes. You can do it classes. in one year with a basketball yeah, team. Really one year. But you get like three recruiting classes of, okay, we got, you know, three chippers. And then next thing, you know, I, I like to, I, I don't go there. And then once they start showing up on TV, then everybody wants to go there. It, it, basketball, it could, it could be a quick turnaround. Football, a little bit longer. Because it's a, so many more bodies, but basketball, you send, you know, yeah, three top ten uh, ESPN top tens to 
School X, School X would be on TV. Heck, they're playing Bronny's, Bronny James on TV in high school. Exactly. I think with um with Dion, um, you know, with the combine, you know, uh, I, I see it both ways. I would have loved for them just to have the HBCU one. Not, you know, and I'm not saying that you got to dumb it down, but you got to see these kids because you don't get to see them on TV. Right. One thing that Dion is doing, and it, which is a blessing for the HBCUs, is that he's calling attention, he's vocal, yeah. and he's keeping the conversation going. What he's done for his, yeah. Um, he did two things for his team, which I thought was incredible. For one, he brought in the chick, Brittany Reiner. That's the uh, the Instagram mm-hmm. model. PJ Washington. I got Oh, you need to take a look at her. Gorgeous young lady. Gorgeous young lady. And what she did is she came in to speak to the team about how it is when you become a professional athlete on the side of the, I don't want to use the word groupie, but that's the one that fits on how those things go down. And then what he also did, and it comes down to connections, he was able to get Michael Strahan, big shout out to Michael Strahan, just went up to outer space, to donate suits to his team right. for the for the, so when they go on away games they are looking the part and then also what he's doing he's talking to his young men about hygiene so what that that means is before you get on a plane remember the movie with um Denzel Washington when he was the football coach and right. I, what was the name of this remember, movie? remember remember the Titans remember the Titans and he had to check to make sure that everybody came on the bus the right way Dion said that's what he does before they get on the you know to get on the bus or the plane wherever they're going to get to their away game because he wants to teach these young men life lessons can that carry over to the other the other HBCUs I hope so and then I think that way they're going to start to get some of these players to come to that school because you want to be a part of something to say that hey I was there from the uh, the ground up to build this. And if we get a couple of blue chippers, we can build our arena like Alabama, like Clemson did, and LSU to get some of these players. But when you go to the Alabama and you go to that locker room and they already got 10 pair of Nikes in your size, yeah. and then they show you the training table of where you're going to be eating at these steaks and all that, it's kind of hard to say – all right, I'm going to go to Jackson uh, and get Chick-fil-A. Yeah, it's just not going to goddamn work. But we got to find a way to catch up, and hopefully there's more Mike Strayans out there to get back to those HBCU, HBCUs like he did to bring these programs up. Well, let me say this. Uh, it's two names, Walter Payton, Jerry Rice, yeah. arguably the greatest running the back position. in the history of the NFL, exactly. uh, HBCU, Jerry Rice, uh, without question, the greatest wide receiver in the NFL. And then there's a bunch of other guys who can Doug just start Williams. going down the list of, yeah, uh, 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 Super Bowl winner, Doug Williams, uh, Super Bowl uh, player, uh, Steve McNair, you, uh, Hall of Famer. You, these, these, I mean, there is a, a way to do this. And, and, and I do believe, uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to stick with his latter point, with Deion Sanders' latter point. If you are Deion Sanders and you're going somewhere and you're recruiting some kid who may not be getting the the uh, big-time look. Remember, Colin Kaepernick had to go to Nevada mm-hmm. because nobody was recruiting him to play football. He had he had a million-and-one offers. He had professional offers to play baseball. He had a scholarship to play baseball at any big-time program he wanted to. He wanted to play football. So that guy was sitting out there. 
ready to play football. And if you're a Deion Sanders, you say, hey, man, you come here, you play football for me. I can get you on. Think about it. If, you, if you're Deion Sanders, Deion Sanders obviously recognizes and knows what he sees when he's looking at NFL talent. Yeah. If he's got some NFL talent on that Jacksonville team and he sends those guys to the combine, because remember, the combine is nothing but a giant slave auction anyway. Mm-hmm. All they're doing is they're checking your teeth. They're measuring, <laughs> they're measuring jump, your, you know, jump your, high. your measurable. How high can you jump, boy? Exactly. How fast can you run? They, you know, they, they, they're looking you up and down like you're, like you're a prize buck. <laughs> so if you're a prize buck and you come from Jackson Jackson State and you I mean a uh, 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 Jackson and you you go to the combine and you you run a four two or four three and wide receiver and you show out or if you're a defensive player and you show out that's just gonna and you get drafted in in the first or second round don't tell me you will have a harder time recruiting the following year no because again Don't if worry. I'm a college player yeah you're right Alabama is going to wow you. With all, you know, like you said, Nikes and all in your sizes, you're going to get all the Alabama gear you could possibly wear. You're going to live in the dorms. You're going to live at the training table. You're going to have the best possible facilities taken you care possibly of. imagine. <laughs> but you're not, not going to be graduating anyway, so you might as well. It's true. You, you, you probably yeah. go, you got one or two years, and then you go into the pros. Pros, yeah. So, so yeah. If, you're, if, you're, if you have the chance to go to an HBCU, and yet, yeah, like Mark says, we know it's going to be, you know, a real big come down the first oh. year or two. Mm-hmm. But um, there's a possibility if you start going, if you start if suddenly, uh, if Jackson uh, State has a bunch of guys that are starting to, to to show up in the NFL or starting to be drafted in the top four or five rounds on a fairly regular basis, what do you think is going to happen? I mean, we're talking about what's the school in uh, uh, Florida uh, uh, on the Gulf Coast of Florida that that's that, Fl- that, Florida uh, National. Not Florida, no, not the uh, the the one that sent uh, the uh, the twin boys, uh, that uh, the the defensive backs, the one that played at the, that used to play for Seattle. I forget their names. Uh, um, not Florida A&M. Um, no, 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 no. It's, it's, the, the 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 brother with the short arm, the twin right, brother. Right. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I know you talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. drawing a blank. Florida Gulf Coast, one of these, like one of those, one of those schools that suddenly was like, you know, you know, with starting to rise arm. up the ranks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I ignored it. Uh, rise <laughs> up the ranks, and uh, you know, suddenly now that you know, people are starting to look at them, you know, and giving them a little love. I mean, because they put a couple of guys in the NFL. It's not a big time program. But I'm saying all you need is just a few guys just to break through. You start to if you if you suddenly like become like Penn State, where Penn State used to be linebacker you, and suddenly if all these defensive backs, these top defensive backs are going oh, yeah. to 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 learn under the tutelage of Deion Sanders, and you start to you know send in uh, shut down corners to the NFL, what what do you think is going to happen to 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 that school? You're going to start yes. suddenly getting. Top, you know, uh, top flight, you know, blue chip talent sure. who are coming to play in one of the prime positions in the NFL. If you want defensive backs, you go, you go right here, especially, and then you're gonna start getting other players. Especially if Dion, which I hope, I hope he's, I've always said, I hope he stays. But if he stays, he's gonna win. And then as he starts, because as he starts elevating his already high profile, because think of, he's doing. Uh, if you on YouTube, you see he has like a little things he was talking about on YouTube, but this commercial with a uh, Saban. I think it's right. uh, yeah, the, the, the or whatever. Affleck commercial, yeah. That that's promotion. I mean, he was out. He's promoting stuff. Yeah, he is promoting. So he is Dion, but he's promoting Jackson State because he that's the coach from Jackson. That's the guy I've been telling you about. Mine. That's the guy. And if he takes off and stays there a good five, 
probably 10 years. And then you start producing, like I said, become cornerback you. Or if he gets a good program going with some real talent and get these guys, listen, come on, Saban, let's, let's play. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you lose, as long as you don't get your doors blown off. But if you was like saying, okay, my, I want to go here. I want to stay close to home, whatever it is. If he takes off, then the other schools will have to come along because the only reason that a Jay Cutler was, was ever at Vanderbilt is because he played in the SEC. If Jay Cutler played in the, I don't know, uh, uh, Atlantic 10 or whatever, nobody would have heard of Jay Cutler. But because he was playing in the at Vanderbilt in the, in the SEC, it was like, hey, he's probably good. Right. That's what that's what happens. No, no. Yeah, again, it's it, it, to your to 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 the point you're making the the, the the macro point. If if Dion starts to develop a team that is that is noteworthy, I mean, you know, we we know about Grambling, but we always say Grambling is a great black football school instead of saying Grambling is a great football school. Mm-hmm. And and part of the reason, part of the difficulty, the reason why they didn't believe what they were seeing with uh, Steve McNair. Was because they have said, well, oh, he's putting up all these numbers at Alcorn State. Yeah. What's he going to do, you know, against real competition? Well, you saw what he did against real competition. Yeah, I remember. You know, I, I mean, ball don't lie. <laughs> I, I was following him big time at that time because uh, people don't remember it, but at the time it was Steve in in, in college football. Steve there was this thing like, can he do it? Can he possibly do it? But at the same time, there was a quarterback at Howard called Jay Walker who was more prototypical. McNair was like this new form of quarterback that people haven't really seen. This big, strong arm, elusive, can run. Yeah. Walker was the prototype. He was the Marino type. I mean, six four, six five, bullet arm, couldn't move with the damn. It was sort of like, you know, who's going to be better? And obviously McNair turned to be better because Walker never really got going. He got drafted by Minnesota but never really took off. But those kind of things happen. If you could just – if you just keep having to happen – it's gonna. It will turn over. Yeah, all, all it needs to really happen for for for, uh, and I hope that they they start bringing these guys to the combine because again, as I said, it is a slave auction, and all you're really measuring is what you can see is measurables. How tall? How much do you weigh? How fast can you run? Uh, how fast can you do this drill? How fast can you do that drill? How far can you throw the football? Um, th- you know, can you can you hit these guys when you know uh, in motion? That's really, I mean, and, and and when you separate all the nonsense, when you take off the jerseys, when you take off the the the, the school names, now it's just guys. It's just you can physically see. Okay, this quarterback here is six foot four. This quarterback is also six foot four. They're both two hundred twenty five pounds. Who can play better? That's all. That's the only question you want to ask. So uh, before we go, um, I just want to make sure that uh, we acknowledged. The, the horrible loss of life, I, I guess it's 80 and counting, 80 plus and counting down in, in five states were, were hit by, uh, uh, I don't know if they're freak tornadoes or not, but five states got devastated by them. Kentucky probably uh, suffering. Uh, well, actually, I, I won't even say that because it was Arkansas, it was Kentucky, it was Illinois, um, and I forget the other two states that were. Uh, impacted by these storms, by these 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 freak storms, but there were certainly five five uh, states that were hit by uh, these storms: Arkansas, Illinois, Indiana, Kentucky, Mississippi, parts of Missouri, Ohio, Tennessee got crushed. Okay, so so it was more than that. So it was really it, it just it just devastated the South and yeah. and and, and like a movie set. You know, yeah. and yeah. when you look, yeah, exactly. When you look at the the shots coming out of out of Kentucky, it does look like somebody dropped a bomb there. It was it was. Oh. 
yeah, devastating. They had, they had uh, one tornado, Anthony, that was on the ground for 128 miles. Damn. Wow. So that was so, equivalent from Memphis to Louisville, as they were saying. That's how it was tracked. Wow. And there was a report of 50 uh, tornadoes that night that was um, in that area. And yeah, this, is, it, this, it, is, this is not tornado season. It's, it's supposed to have been over with, but with the um, global, global warming, warming, the, the, no the weather we're we having. Everything's normal. No, this ain't normal, brother. This ain't normal. This <laughs> normal. ain't no normal. There's no global warming. Everything is perfectly fine. This is how things always happen. Okay. I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad you said that, Mark, because that, that's the, I, you know, I don't want to be that dude, but I'm fucking, I'm going to be that dude. <laughs> um, you know, I mentioned that there was five states you mentioned. I think it's probably more than five states. But the one thing the majority of them have. There's only one blue state in that whole list. That was Illinois, and it also got hit. Um, and so the two senators from Illinois will vote for climate uh, relief or climate uh, global, you know, will vote to address climate change. I hate the term climate change. It's global warming. I hate when people say climate change because that kind of downplays it because you say, well, shit, I need to get, I need to change my climate. I'm moving from Chicago to Florida. That's climate change. No, it's not. <laughs> I'm talking about global warming where like Al Gore said, the whole planet is getting hotter. And that's what's causing these these freak storms. That's why it's damn near 60 degrees in New York City yeah. in the middle of December. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what we're dealing with. And it's unfortunate that in those states, in those states, their senators, you have, as I said, it was if there's five states, that means there's 10 total senators. Of the 10 total senators, eight of those senators that suffered that 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 those that catastrophe will vote against climate relief, will vote against uh measurements or, or measures that will kind of mitigate uh this oncoming climate disaster. That's the real tragedy that we're dealing with. The loss of life is tragic. It's horrific. But the fact that people, just like when you have these 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 shootings, you have senators who will not address what's going on is is even more tragic. Agreed. Agreed. You know, so that that that's that's what I wanted to say about it. So again, you know, our hearts go out to and our prayers go out to those people. Uh, who are suffering, who, especially now, you know, holidays are coming up, as we mentioned. Crazy, yeah. And, uh, you know, you lose everything. And, and, and you know, just the, your your world is literally turned upside down. Uh, it, it's tough to, to, to come back from that. Uh, speaking of voting, uh, <laughs> New York's, New York's, I guess, state? Is it state? The state or is it city? City of New York. The city. city of New York has decided... The more the merrier. We're going to let every damn body vote. Uh, New York City has decided that uh, if you are uh, a resident alien, um, meaning that, you, that you're, you're, you're documented, but you're not a full citizen, and you've lived, I guess, lived in the city for, I forget what the time frame was, maybe four or five years, um, then you can vote in, in, in city elections, city and, and local elections. Y'all good with that? Let them vote. I'm good with that. They've been here. they working hard. I'm down with my peoples. Okay. That's one. Mark? You there? Oh, we lost Mark. I'm sorry. I'm, I say oh, no. Yeah. no. I say no. I, say, I think it's a Pandora's box. I say no. I think it's surprisingly, I thought it was Mayor Disaster's idea. It was actually uh, it's on, uh, the new mayor's, the mayor elect is on board with this, but I just think it's a 
Dirk Boyd's on. Uh, Say my on, guy. On refer to him as my guy. You can refer Wait, to him as Mayor my guy. Lack. It's my guy. That's my guy. I'm down. Okay. The, Jer- the Jersey uh, New York mayor is uh, on. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Listen, to me. you want to be okay when you come to the city? Don't do like your brother. Leave it alone. Keep it moving. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you also keep us down. Derek is. Oh no, I didn't ask you, kid. Derek is down. Mark is off. Keep. Oh, uh, to me, it really doesn't make a difference. Not at all. <laughs> I, I live in Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Keith is is is, is a nine vote. You're only so city residents. What do you? So say? you got to break the tie. I'm gonna say yeah. Let him vote. That's right. I mean, my man, it's, it's, it's about taxation without representation. These people are being mm-hmm. taxed. They work. Mm-hmm. They got jobs. They pay city taxes. Thank you. They pay. You know, they they deal with all the issues that that affect the city. They should have a voice in it. I mean, you know, what are we afraid? It's not like somebody's just kind of rolling in here in a cast of boat and rolling out. No, these are people who actually live in this town. That's what I'm that's what I'm talking about. Why do you think it's a Pandora's box, Mark? I always get weary when I hear something like this that because I think it's like it sounds like a good idea and what you just said makes perfect logical sense. But I think somebody will some lawyer or some politician, usually the same person, will bastardize something that was good in nature and make it uh, an abomination. It's sort of like the premise of, uh, it's maybe a leap, but I'm it, kind of say with me. It's sort of like the premise of welfare makes logical sense. I'm down on my luck for a little bit of time. I'm going to go on this service and get, get myself back on my feet and I'm going to get off. And that makes logical sense. You take care of your, your fellow citizen. And then some people decided, you know what? I'm just going to live this way. And then it becomes, yeah, it becomes hard. (laughs) I think it's logical to think, yeah, listen, I'm, I'm here. I'm in the process of getting my, say, citizenship or what, however it works, whatever the the laws are of this particular law of this thing. But I think somebody down the road is going to say, oh, so we can do this, and then they're going to leap to something else. And I just don't trust, don't trust the politicians to be forthright. It's always, it always seems odd, especially this one. This one came out. From what I've seen, kind of quick. It's like, what? how'd that come out? Nobody was even. Usually, there's trial balloons that are sent out. Trial balloons is an idea they float to see how it plays with the public, and then they decided this one just was sort of like brought in like a, on on a real quick, and then kind of got through. It was like that's odd. That's that makes me jump up and say something's not right. Okay. All right. Well, all right. so uh, me and Derek, we broke the tie. Um, so, so we good. <laughs> so, yes to non-citizens voting. That's what I'm going to say. I, you know, and I feel the same way uh, while we're at it, before we go. I feel the same way about Puerto Rico and Washington, D.C. Puerto Rico has got three million residents. D.C., I think, has about a million or two million residents. Mm-hmm. And yet they don't have any uh, Senate representation. And they're being taxed. And they're citizens of the United States and they're not being represented. I think that's a travesty. Uh, you know, if Montana can have two senators, if Wyoming with 500,000 people can have two senators, then God damn it, Puerto Rico and D.C. can have two senators no, apiece. I, I agree um, with oh, that one. I just, the, the city one makes me I, too I, quick. Something went wrong. Um, I agree, too. And uh, I see the supervisors trying to get lucky tonight. My man, I feel you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that one, that one I definitely agree with, especially the D.C. Well, one. Well, I definitely agree with the D.C. One. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Uh, so listen, if you have not subscribed to Power to the People, make sure that you do. Anywhere you get your podcast. I mean, like anywhere you, if you get it from, from a guy who's not a citizen and is casting a vote, if that's where you get your podcast, 
ask him to play power to the people because that's what we do. We, we're power to the people. You can find us anywhere you get your podcast. If you don't want to go looking and you have Alexa, ask Alexa to play power to the people and it'll come right up. Make sure you enunciate and say power to the people because otherwise you're listening to a show called power to the people and I ain't trying to boost nobody else's show up. So make sure you ask specifically for power to the people. You can also find us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at power to the people on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter at power to the peeps, P-O-W-E-L-L, the number two, the letters D-A, P-E-E-P-S, Power to the Peeps on Twitter. Um, you can also find us all on Instagram. Uh, we will see you all next week for the big Christmas show. Peace. Peace. Peace.